0: Okay, everybody. Welcome back to the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Jason Waters. Jason, how are you today? I am doing great for a Monday. Oh, well, good, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been it's been a little while since we've recorded. This yeah. is this is the first episode since the Leo, which came out a yeah. few weeks ago. Um, We've been grinding out the Patreon series, 101 movies from the 1990s. You need to watch it. It's been
1: so much fun, by the way. It has.
0: We've been getting a lot of emails in, um, uh, to my friend James out there who emailed me over the weekend. He was uh, he was telling us how much he was enjoying the series. Oh, cool. And uh, he was like, where's the next 50? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, episodes six and seven have been recorded. Schedules for both of us have just been ridiculously busy. Oh, man. but." man. Um, uh, suffice it to say that we're we're gonna grind that thing out. So yeah,
1: a little thing called life gets in the way sometimes, you know.
0: Absolutely, this is going to be a catching up episode. We try to do these at least four times a year. Uh, last time we did one was in December. But yep. before we get into that, Jason, uh, everything good?
1: Health good? <laughs> everything? <laughs> no, <laughs> terrible. No, 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 no. So it's like everybody who hits forty and goes, oh my god. I really actually should start taking care of myself. That hit me this past weekend. I had a really rough day at work on Friday and just did some revenge drinking to make it all go away. As, as hey, we listen, did do sometimes. Listen, you're, you're, like, you're looking at a guy who's currently in the middle
0: of what's known as a dry march. Oh,
1: God bless you.
0: We can talk about that in a moment. I've made uh, a decision.
1: No, but like I... um. You know, woke up, of course, hungover on Saturday and just said, Hey, I'm going to power through this. Tried to go out to dinner Saturday night, just broke out and profuse sweating, just felt like garbage, and just went, You know what? I, I really needed to, to re examine my life. And my wife <laughs> made me take my blood pressure, which anybody who, you know, is over the age of 40 and has taken regularly good care of themselves and monitoring things knows that blood pressure over 180 ah there's something wrong there you should probably go get checked out with maybe right. a physician um, mine was 260 that seems dramatically <laughs> high and of course after that you're like oh my freaking god so that I'm freaking out They're like oh, maybe I'm just having a day-long heart attack or look listen <laughs> you know firsthand I, I <laughs> so
0: you didn't go to the hospital. No, I
1: I did not go to the hospital. I don't
0: take a chance. Even if we're at an early screening in IMAX of the Batman, and the movie's ten minutes <laughs> in, I'm like, I'm out. Peace out. I'm going to the ER. So I'm I'm glad that you're you know. But an, I feel great now. You're gonna take an opportunity to reevaluate things a little bit. Um, just let me know if you need another beer.
1: <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> okay. my beer's good right.
0: Beer's <laughs> good right now. Um, uh. Before we get into catching up, I I just. I have to share this story with you. All mm-hmm. right? you, you don't know where this is going. I can't all right. Know. So like I don't eat a lot of fast food, you know, every once in a while. Well, after your uh, was
1: it pa- not pancreatitis? Yeah,
0: uh, it? Uh, no, it was after my gallbladder. Yeah, your yeah. gallbladder. Yeah. Like I have to be I have to be careful. Uh, right. I'm really careful with what I eat. Yeah. And I take that pretty serious. And but, you know, even the doctor told me it's like every once in a while you can indulge. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing a better than heard from checkers yeah. every now and again. Every once in a while, you know. Usually, when I'm severely hungover, oh, yeah. I'll hit the Hardy's <laughs> drive-through for breakfast. Oh. And
1: uh, actually, tater tots there is how they they're, they're right not now.
0: bad. They're not bad. So, so picture this: this is uh, Tuesday of last week. Okay. okay, so it's a little, little less than a week ago. Yeah. I am out uh, gathering supplies. See, I live out in the country now, so I have to take a trip <laughs> to the general store, uh, uh, i.e., the grocery store, yeah. and I have to do things that an adult does, like make an actual list. Oh, it's yeah. crazy! I used to live thirty seconds from a grocery store, and I was there five, six times a week. Now yeah. I have to actually plan things in advance. It's yeah. very bizarre. I say all this because I was gathering some. Some belongings and some salt pork and all, all the different things that uh, that,
1: <laughs> that you need for the Oregon trip. For the winter, yeah. Yep.
0: And um, I'm driving down, for, for those who are not familiar with uh, Ocala, Florida, the main thoroughfare thoroughfare is uh, a state road called State Road 200. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving down State Road 200, and I pass by uh, a fast food restaurant that I've heard of, but I've never been to. Wait, let
1: me guess. Bojangles?
0: Wasn't Bojangles. Ooh. Right next to it.
1: Of I don't know.
0: Culvers.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, the so salty as hamburger. In well, the face of the earth.
0: Let me just tell you. All right, here's the deal. So it happened to be around eleven thirty, mm-hmm. and uh, in the morning, and I'm and I'm just like, you know what? I don't, I don't think I've even had fast food this year. You know, like it's we're we're like it was Good like fe- February twenty eighth, and I said, you know what? I do like a good, as Samuel L. Jackson says, I do That's like a, a tasty, tasty burger. burger from time to time. But I've never been to a Culver's before. Okay. So I, I just, I knew it was like a burger joint. Yep. So I pull in to the drive-thru and there's no one in the drive-thru lane. I pull up to the menu board. Now here's the thing. Okay. I'd never been to a Culver's before. Right. Okay. <laughs> Culver's could be best described as a combination of Burger King, Long John Silver's and Baskin Robbins, i.e. Dairy Queen, Queen yeah. all rolled into one. Yep. I say this because there was this massive menu board. Yep. Okay. And I was intimidated by the menu board. I'm, 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 it's, I'm getting old.
1: It's the fast food equivalent of like the Cheesecake Factory.
0: That's exactly it. So I'm looking at this huge menu. I can't even zero in on where a burger is because that's all I want. <laughs> Hello. And I'm realizing that there was a line of cars lining up behind me oh, and I don't yes. want to be that guy. I never want to be that guy. And I start to panic and so i just decide you know what i'm just gonna go in so i just zip away from the drive-through blow right through that and end up end up parking the car i walk in and that menu is five times the size like they have a condensed version of the menu on the drive-through and i'm just like what is going on here? And it's busy. All
1: right. Oh, so, Yeah, they always are.
0: And I walk up and it's my turn. The guy's like, can I help you? And I'm just like, I'm just, I'm looking for a burger. He's like, oh, you want a butter burger. Now when he says butter burger, I'm picturing a burger with like a slab of butter on it. And I'm like, this is, is this
1: like a butter beer? Or
0: I'm like, no, I, I don't want a butter burger. I just want a burger. And the guy goes, no, sir, the buns, the butter, burger. Yeah, he, he explains to me. I said, oh, okay, 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 perfect. Uh, and I look at the menu and I see one that says a, a double butter burger deluxe. I said, you know what, I'll take that. I said, do you, do you have combos? And he goes, no, no combos. And I went, uh, okay, well, I'm just looking to get like fries and a drink with that. He goes, oh, you want a basket? I said, <laughs> "I said, yes, uh, okay. yeah." That uh, sounds right, yes. Okay, fine, I'll take a basket. He's like, what size? I'm like, well, I'm going to be driving for a while, so I want a big Diet Coke. I'm like, I'll take a large. Well, we don't have large. And I said, well, what, what, what do you have? What you got, and he bro. goes, we have small or medium. I said, I'll take a medium how's that? And so he, uh, so he, he he pays for, I pay for it. Surprisingly, in this day and age, it was like $10, mm-hmm. not very expensive. By, Which by,
1: two years ago, we'd be saying, are you kidding me? $10? Yeah.
0: No, it was like, you, you go to five guys, it's like $28 oh, yeah, for yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah. And that's not counting the tip that they pressure you into. <laughs> now, all kidding aside, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, I do tip generously. I just want to make sure everyone knows that.
1: I like those memes when it's, you see that white Whatever it is, four square board, you're like, oh, I know I'm going to tip for something I've never tipped for with this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he gives me like a placard with
0: a number on it. And I go, well, where, where, where should I like stand? I'm sitting down where, here. Where should, where should I stand? He goes, anywhere you'd like, sir. And I'm like, oh. uh, Oh, okay. And I look and all all the tables are all full of people. So I'm just like standing, but I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to be standing. All right. I'm looking like I've never been in here before. And and, and that's because I've never been in there before. <laughs> and I realized that like, I you know, I need to wash my hands before I eat. So I put my placard oh, on yeah. like this little side thing by the beverage station. And I walk into the men's room. And I kid you not, as soon as I open the door, I look down and there is an old man, probably 80 years old. Face down on the floor with his shorts pulled down around his knees, with his ass fully exposed. And I just go, "Sir, are you okay?" He's like, "I'm fine. I just fell." And I'm so I'm like, "Let me help you up." And I'm trying to help him up, and I'm like, "You need to pull up your pants, sir." And he's like, "I'm fine. Don't tell my wife I fell." And I'm like, "What is happening?" So I help him up, and I'm like, literally, have to help him pull his shorts up. And then I walk about, like, "Shit, I didn't wash my hands." I turn back in, and I wash. My hands. I come back. I get my food. Uh. I get. I just get in the car. At this point, I'm just like. I'm just gonna eat this in the car. Like I'm just gonna eat in the car. So I. I turn the car on. I unwrap the burger and I go to take a bite. And as soon as I take a bite, there's a knock on my window. And I look over and it's a state trooper. And I'm like, huh? He's like, roll it down. So I roll down my window. And I'm like, yes, officer. He goes. Well, I just want to make sure you're okay. I said, I, I'm fine. What, what? He goes, well, I pulled up behind you in the drive-thru, and you just took off. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I was I trying to get away from myself I, 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 I said, I was intimidated by the menu, sir. He's like, what? I said, I, I just, I've never been here before. I didn't know what to order. And he's like, get your license on you. I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said, yeah. Like, no, no. I said, no, I don't. I said, yeah. No. Well, here he goes. He goes, all right, all right. And then, so. Oh, my God. All that to be said, God. Um, um, the burger was okay. It, it wasn't bad. Can't say I'm going to take a trip back there anytime soon. But uh,
1: um, I really want to read that Yelp review, by yeah. the way. So, <laughs> so if you can go ahead and put that up.
0: I just want we'll to make, make sure, sure the, the old man's okay.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> <so>. Face down, his <laughs> pants around his ankles. <laughs> He That's, fell. He fell from well, the I urinal. mean, if it was me on the floor, I'd be like, I've been waiting for you all day. <laughs> so
0: anyway, so that was, uh, that was, oh. that was, uh, that, I've been waiting. I,
1: I, I don't think I can top that.
0: I was waiting to tell you that story when we were recorded. Uh, I was yeah. dying to, like, I almost called you right then and there. I'm like, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. And then. I did dinner in a movie that night and it was a, it was a a, a group of ladies that have done a, a few dinner in a movies. Um, do you remember the the ladies I introduced you to at the yeah. time when Sally was here? It was them and that okay. group. So I ended up telling them that story. I just left out the part about the old man being with his pants around his ankles. I'm telling this to a group of ladies. I'm like, you're not going to believe the day I had. So I know they're listening and uh, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you the whole story. Uh, so anyway, perfect. Jason, so, one of the reasons why I like to do these these catching up episodes is because, as busy as our schedules are, you you do tend to seek out and watch a lot more than I do. Yeah, I, I've got a couple things I've written down, and um, if you know, I'm gonna let you take over. But if if it's something that I want to talk to talk about, I'll certainly say, hey, this was on my list as well. So let's start with uh, what <sighs> so you've been you can start l- with the list. Let's start going
1: through the list, and we'll, uh, um, we'll we'll unpack a few of them. So, as you can imagine, as as, as you mentioned, we we've, we're doing the top 101 movies of the 90s. Yes. So, guaranteed, I've seen at least 70 movies since then. Correct. Yeah. Um, I started keeping track and. Loosely keeping track, like you know, once every couple days, I keep an Excel spreadsheet. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember I saw that, I saw that. So, do you want to guess since our show on December 7th how many movies I have watched? Well, let's see. I'm and this it. is this is, um. This is just the ones I remembered to write down.
0: All right, I'm going to take an educated guess here because like you mentioned, we've 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 knocked out 70 or so for the 101 movies. So yep. put, putting that aside, when did we start that? In December or uh, we started it like right at the end of November. All right. So that's there's 70 for sure. I'm going to say you've probably seen 115 movies since the last time we've recorded.
1: As of today, I'm at 217 movies. <laughs> Plus Quite a few series. Well, let me just say to all those people out there that like to do the
0: Facebook <laughs> challenge that says, I'm going to watch one movie a to day. Watch a movie a day. Movie a day for the entire year. Yep. No. Jason says, Hold his beer. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got that. So, all right. So, le- we're
0: not going to unpack. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. All I mean, of I've them. got like. But let's go. Let's start going through some lists of movies you watch. So, we'll, let's we'll go. S-
1: let's go through some that um, we may have talked about. We may have talked about in um, our 90s program. But. Let's talk about The Whale. The Whale. Okay. So
0: now I I, I want to say, did we discuss this movie on the last Catching Up episode? Um, we discussed it on, God, which one was it? It was The Surprises and Disappointments. Yeah, Surprises and Disappointments. Okay. Since that conversation, uh, The Whale
1: did uh, come out on video on demand. Yep. It's still on the theaters. It's kind of got a wide release now that it's was nominated for Best Picture. So yep. you can actually go see it at Regal. Yeah. Now the question
0: is, should you see it at Riedel? Because uh, I'm gonna tell you yeah. now now we've we've talked about this. And I warned you on this. I said that the pedigree of this film, specifically the filmmaker Darren Aronofsky, is um this movie was already had two and a half strikes against it, <laughs> me going in because I have not found joy or anything <laughs> pleasant with any Darren Aronofsky. No, films. that's not true okay
1: the wrestler i did like the wrestler The wrestler was good
0: but that being said requiem for a dream oh, wrecked me god yeah all right and i was having a conversation with so i don't know if it was somebody at work or or a guest at, at the restaurant or something when i mentioned darren aronofsky and, and and he said oh requiem for a dream that's my favorite movie and i said oh what's wrong with you i, I said i said you you okay and he's like, wait like, a minute! Like, do bo- you have people in your basement? I'm like, are you hearing voices at all, or do you, mm. you need something, someone to talk to? You know, because we do have this shit. thing in Florida called a Baker Act, where you know we can have you, you know, involuntarily <laughs> committed for a couple of days. Look, Jaws is my favorite movie. All right, I've I know a lot of people that think the Lord of the Rings are their favorite movies, or Pulp Fiction, I, 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 True mm, Romance. Right. I can see it. But for you to say Requiem for a Dream is your favorite movie, hey, hey, I'm not judging. Uh, but that's like saying Hostel is my favorite movie. Maybe I am <laughs> judging. It's like, what, what do you watch for fun? A Serbian film? <laughs> so, I'm like eight millimeter, yeah. and um, um. So you had warned me. You you had warned me. I warned you. I like you get get through so the first five minutes of the. That's movie. what
1: I said. I'm like, you got to get through the first because you're a seven minute guy. I'm a seven minute seven guy. minute man. If you can't make it seven minutes and like it, you're out. And I warned you, I said, you gotta just. Yep. So I set the timer on my iPhone for 10
0: minutes. Gonna get past that seven minute mark. And just as I had suspected. (laughs) When the movie started,
1: <laughs> I, I
0: warned you. The part that we're, we're going to keep the spoiler free, but the the opening scene of the movie. Uh, well, this is not spoiler. It opens with a multi person zoom call, and Brandon Fraser's character his he's the only one that's got a blacked out screen, and he blames it on his webcam being right. broken. Yeah. Um, strangely enough, I. Been on a couple dating apps where their webcam was broken, <laughs> so I I can understand that it happens. little it, inference. There. It seems to happen more often than not. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, uh, and then quickly you see him, and it's it's clear oh. why he, he you know he's more. I don't even know if morbidly morbidly obese yeah, is the correct yeah, term. That's, that's um, right. but. Uh, the minor spoiler for the beginning of the film where he has a heart attack at the beginning. I'm not going to say what he's doing, but he has a heart attack.
1: Yeah, you can take a guess. And
0: as somebody who's had some heart related issues over the past couple of years, that really hit me. All right. <laughs> okay. And I'm not morbidly obese, but, <laughs> okay. but like just I, I, I couldn't, man. I, I, I did the seven minutes. I made it to 10, and I just said, this, this isn't for me, although I can recognize. That Brandon Fraser is probably giving an amazing, he is giving an amazing performance as this character, but the movie itself is just not speaking to me on any
1: level. Yeah, you you really have to get past, once you get past that scene, because it is so traumatic and embarrassing, and you just want to look away, which is I think what, you know, it's Darren Aronofsky, that's what he wants to do, he wants to disturb the audience. My question is
0: this though, Why? Why does he constantly want to disturb
1: the audience? And I'll, my my take on it is because he he's showing a person as they are, not as we want them to be. Okay, get that. Totally get that. Let's I, go I ahead and just spoiler it. You you can okay spoilers so spoiler spoilers it. for the whale. Um, he the the scene that we're discussing is Brendan Fraser, a six hundred pound man masturbating to gay porn. And, and he has a heart attack in the middle of it. And
0: it was the fact that he had the heart attack, which was the part that was bothering me. I well, I mean, like, all oh, of it bothered me. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, I was like,
1: ah. Uh, but what, what bothered me was his refusal to go
0: to, to, to the hospital. Yes. And then one of his students stops by, catches him doing it. And uh. it's just it's just right off the bat, like Aronofsky is is setting a tone for me at least for me like movies speak to each person differently and for me he's setting the tone that says you know what dana time is precious you don't have a lot of time all right you can only watch so much content (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe watch transformers revenge of the fallen for a third (laughs) time
1: but did, did um did you make it through the letter that he has the kid read no well, I mean, he says, read the letter, read the letter. And then
0: and then I was just like, nah, I'm I'm, out. You're out. I'm okay. out. All right. Prediction for the movie. I haven't seen it. I'm going to say that he doesn't make it to the end of the film. He does. He does. But I'm going to say he doesn't make it, make it. I'm going to say that he ah. probably meets his maker. It
1: leaves it open to interpretation. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, let me ask you this. However, the whale is not, for those thinking the whale is about, you know, hey, it's just big fat guy. It's this interconnectedness. Between what that essay is that he reads, which is about Moby Dick and Moby, you know, Moby Dick is the search for the white whale, the... (laughs) Ever elusive white whale, the one that ends up killing him, and that's the same search that Brendan Fraser ends up going on. So so from what I remember
0: of <clears throat> Moby Dick, you've got Captain Ahab who's obsessed with with catching Moby Dick. That's, yes. that's kind of all I remember. I remember that was being that was something we read in English class yes. thirty years ago. But
1: what what gets read to him which calms him down is an essay about Moby Dick. Okay. And when you like if you if you can make it past that first 10 minutes there's no more masturbating um, and it gets it gets uncomfortable but it also it also gets just very touching and what brendan fraser is able to do in that role is it's i mean out of what 20 you know 15 years of not really being yeah. a member of the the acting community he comes back with just i mean he knocks it out of the park and the thing is,
0: when you look at his career pre the whale, you know, he was always kind of the fun loving guy, yeah. you know, Encino man, airheads, the mummy, it, the mummy uh, uh, bedazzled, which you, I think he's fantastic I in. Because, yeah. I think is bedazzled 1999. It might be. Cause if, if bedazzled is 1999, I need to add that to the list of our Ooh, yeah. spoiler alert for our, uh, we we still have to record episodes. Just seeing Elizabeth Knight in that. Ugh. I mean, I think that movie's fantastic. Yeah. I really do. Uh, but he's never, he never really had like the hardcore serious mm. roles. No. You know, he was never think thought of. There were certain actors you looked at that, you know, never did that serious transition. I mean, what was it? Maybe School Ties? Yeah. Yeah. Um, school
1: Ties. That's like 93, 94. Yeah, maybe that. I mean. There's just very few that he put a dramatic spin on and you went, oh, yeah, this guy's got some chops. But this one,
0: well, hopefully this is a, uh, you know, a resurgence for him. I I mean, listen, if this is a jumping off point where he gets to make, you know, gets to be featured in more movies, that's great. But let me just tell you this. He's got two paths he can choose from this point on, Jason. Okay.
1: Depends on if he wins the Oscar. Or not.
0: No. Well, he's got the notoriety now. He's, he's got the bounce back, if you will. I don't think he's going to win the the Academy Award. Who do you think is going to? The nominees are, I mean, I think it's Colin Farrell. It's Colin Farrell. I think it's really his to lose at yeah. this point. Um, but with Brandon Frazier, he's got two paths. Okay, and I'm going to explain why I'm, there's yeah. there's actually a case study and precedent set for this. I'm, I'm okay. curious to hear this because I might have a retort. Here's you. my theory. Okay. Okay, here's my working hypothesis on the decision that Brandon Fraser has in front of him now. Okay, let's go back to 2008. Okay. Okay, a Darren Aronofsky movie, The Wrestler. Everyone is calling this Mickey Rourke's, Mickey Rourke's resurgence, yeah. his return. Where has Mickey Rourke been? And everyone's like, he's back. And what is his follow-up movie? Iron Iron Man Man 2. (laughs) And what does he do after that? The Expendables, (laughs) all right? So Brandon Fraser, you have a choice, okay? You can continue down this road and work with Martin McDonough, maybe Quentin Tarantino, possibly Christopher Nolan in a big epic film, or you can be in the Kang Dynasty in a couple of years, (laughs) or Guardians of the Galaxy 9. All right, where I, they meet the characters from Spaceballs.
1: See, but here's the thing.
0: Choose wisely. Mickey, Mickey Rourke came up the other route. He
1: did the you know nine and a half weeks. Yeah, he was in, he was the king of the erotic thriller. Yeah, he he went up that dramatic, you know, route and then followed it up with some paycheck movies. I mean, I think Brendan Fraser did the opposite. He came up with the the Mummies and the Encino Mans, and he's huh. done that other stuff. And I think. I think given what he's dealt with with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, I think he's going to be the one to just pick and choose what he wants to do for now. Exactly. I hope he is. But he's got the choice is what Uh I'm saying.
0: Sure. Like, I'm sure the subject of Marvel (laughs) will come up somewhere in this conversation, (laughs) but like that ship okay let me just put it this way and i'm gonna catch a lot of flack for this do you remember the movie titanic no, no okay no, small little indie film came yep. out december of 97 okay um, cast of unknowns relatively uh obscure story that nobody really knew about and at the two hour mark of that film or the minute 50 mark hour 50 mark uh, the ship hits an iceberg but the ship does not spoiler alert i I I mean i know but the ship doesn't immediately sink right takes a little time marvel's hit an iceberg all right moving on what's next on your list (laughs) well what did billy zane do after that the phantom (laughs) billy zane did the phantom and then he was wonderful he (laughs) he was wonderful wonderful actually i think this movie might have come out before titanic it did um Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Oh yeah, that was he was, was terrific. He, what right. a what a great bad guy he was in that. All right, so we just spent a long time talking about the whale. Yeah.
1: Do you want to talk about a Knock at the Cabin?
0: Yes, I do want to talk about Knock at the H- Cabin because okay. I have seen it. All right. Okay.
1: <laughs> this is M Night Shyamalan's latest film. Right. So based have, on a, I think this is, might be his. It's his first one based on a previously correct adapted. It's, it's an adapted yeah.
0: screenplay. So. This was part of a two picture deal that he had with Universal. Universal is going to give him $10, $12 million to make a couple pictures he makes old a couple huh. years ago. Yep. Um, and then the second part of this contract is knock, on the cab- knock at the Cabin. Okay, so here, here's my honest take on Knock at the Cabin. Okay. okay? This is the first time in a very long time that I went into a movie knowing absolutely nothing yeah, about it.
1: Same here. I didn't, I didn't want to Google
0: it. I didn't nothing. watch a trailer. Yeah. I didn't know a plot synopsis. I only knew that Dave Bautista was in the movie. Okay. I'm telling you this because here's what I knew. Dave Bautista was in the movie. It's M. Night Shyamalan and it's rated R. That's all I knew. Rated I, R. And it was like an hour and a half long. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? It was like an hour
1: thirty eight. I was, yep. and
0: I went, "This is fucking great. I, like, I'm in." Yeah, right. I mean, you know what? W- love it or hate it, I'm gonna support this because at least Universal is putting out movies like this theatrical.
1: Okay, yep. I, I I need, I and need- I'll go. I'll, I will. I mean, as much crap as I'll give him or you know say about his movies, I will go see his movies on opening day, yep. opening weekend, anytime. Okay. Yep.
0: And again, just to stress, like Universal, Megan, Cocaine Bear okay <laughs> knock at the cabin these are all like these are not big ip products no. like megan's going to be turned into one we're going to talk about that in a little bit but like go see these movies support mm-hmm. these films whether they're good or not because we need the <laughs> studio to start taking chances again yeah we, we it,
1: really do it needs to be the 90s again where you go yeah. you know what low budget film yeah great premise yeah let's green light it for 10 million exactly and what's the worst that could happen we still have marvel in the background exactly so yeah. Uh, I go
0: to Epic
1: Theater, Popcorn
0: Soda, movie starts again. No idea what this film's about. And I am not going to tell anybody what the movie's about. We're going to keep this spoiler yeah, free. Yeah, I know. But I will say the first five minutes of this movie, I was so uncomfortable <laughs> with with the interaction that Dave Bautista was having with a character. I was like, oh, no, this is an R-rated. But where is this going? Because yeah. I thought... Okay, I'm, this is, I'm gonna be super vague. Like, is he gonna kidnap this I, person? To me, it was like
1: watching Steve Buscemi and Con
0: Air with yeah. that Yeah, I was just like, kid. I was just like, uh, oh no, no I, don't I don't think I wanna sit through this. Yeah. Uh, quickly, the movie turns, it, it goes into a completely different avenue. I have read a lot of reviews, and I will say that after the movie was over, immediately when I got to the parking lot, I watched the trailer. And this is after I saw the movie. I don't think I've still seen the trailer. And the trailer, I will say this. Did it give it away? Oh, yeah.
1: The whole thing. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Things falling out of the sky are in the trailer. I'm just like, oh, like, I'm (sighs) so glad I didn't know anything about the film. (sighs) So my review on it, at least my experience watching the film was I was fully engaged from start to finish. And I genuinely had no idea. How the story was going to end. And number two, I wanted to know how the story was going to end. So I'm giving it a recommend. I, I, it's not a pleasant movie. It asks a lot of you. And if, if you have to make the decision that is being asked of the characters in this movie, it's a, it's a, it's a decision
1: no one wins. But so here's my, my major criticism of this movie. And it's probably, I'm probably sticking my foot in my mouth saying this. It's not long enough. There's not enough explanation. I kept waiting for that. Well, I kept waiting for that M. Night Shyamalan. Like, oh, there's the, the, the there's twi- the twist. There's the
0: twist. I, oh,
1: okay. I, I never got
0: that. I think the twist of this movie is that there's no th- twist. There's no <laughs>
1: twist, which we talked about before. Yeah. Like, you don't have to have one in every film. But I kept it as it went on. I'm every time one of those major plot events happened, I just went. This is fucking stupid. Really? Because I didn't, I got the opposite reaction. I'm like, you know, if I think there were there were two of them that I just went, really? That? No. Well, like
0: there was, there was a, and again, this is being super vague, but there was kind of a reference to the pandemic that we just went through. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's, but it's just all, all had of a sudden, we
1: not gone through a pandemic, I think that wouldn't have had as much punch to it. Right. But it was like, all of a sudden this happened and everything's bad in like an hour. Like, no, and what I'm guessing is the book was probably better and the book probably dealt with this in a longer right. version of it.
0: And did you read the plot synopsis of the book or the mm-hmm. or the plot outline?
1: No, because I figured it would just make me mad. I figured it would be like, oh, well, they, well, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking he, about.
0: He d- apparently, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, you know, contacted the author of the book and said, I intend on doing a different ending than the book. The yeah. the, the ending of the book is, I won't say it's ambiguous, I will just say that it it's the opposite of how the movie ends okay. all right and then one of our characters doesn't survive uh, uh, and ooh. yeah so so well, the fact that he made a decision to change that I probably would have preferred that ending but it's it's interesting so, it would have
1: been so much it would have been so much darker but it would have meant, it would have meant so much more but, so um, well
0: like I said I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this one a recommend I,
1: I, I, it's a recommend for me because if you're if you're tired of the old M Night Shyamalan just trying to formulate the twist, yeah. you know, yeah, program. This is not it. Um, trying to, I think the most <laughs> difficult part for me was trying to see Dave Bautista as a school
0: teacher. Can we say, or can I at least say, I thought he was great in this movie. I thought, I, I, I don't know who Dave Batista is. I didn't watch wrestling. I didn't, I, I had aged out of wrestling by well, that seen, point. Um, I, I know the Guardians, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't know him as the wrestler when he was like the wrestler. I, th- at that point, like my wrestling knowledge goes up to like 93, 94, you know. And then I became a, you know, an adult and <laughs> and, and stopped watching it. And that's not to knock anyone. Listen, um, I, I remember when wrestling was actually wrestling. Like, if you Hulk go back Hogan and watch is. WrestleMania three, the greatest WrestleMania of all time, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. Oh, my God. They had like 25 matches. <laughs> all right. You watch WrestleMania now. It's like three matches and it's, a lot of drama. It's some good choreography. Watch the South Park episode when they do a wrestling, when they do, <laughs> when they start their own wrestling league. They actually
1: never wrestle. They just have like the dramatic moments in the ring. <laughs> I will say was, was Dave, Dave Bautista was in, um, was it Spectre?
0: Do, do you know my story on Spectre? No. Okay, so when um I, I, as everyone knows, I I haven't been super high on the uh, Daniel Craig James Bond movies. <gasps> we, I just I just haven't. I haven't. Like I think Casino Royale is the best yeah. of all lo- well, of them. The problem all is them. it followed up with Quantum of Solace which was right. terrible. I just I don't know. I just I, I like I like the more uh, this is going to sound silly, but I like the more campy James Bond movies. Like <sighs> like that's that's kind of like the the so ridiculous, over-the-top, view-to-a-kill type James Bond movie. Oh, he's like, I like this. Now, having said that, so I didn't see Spectre, okay? What? Don't hear, hear me out. Hear me out. So I didn't see Spectre, and No Time to Die had just come out. And I remember texting with my friend Eamon, who who lives in Dublin, and he said to me, and I, and I love you, Eamon, make sure I want to establish, like, I'm not mad, <laughs> he said to me, i uh, I was texting him and he goes, no time to die. He was he, he's like his great, great James Bond movie. And I knew it was like close to three hours long. And oh, I was yeah. like, and I was like, I had some time like that afternoon to go see it. And then my schedule for like the next two weeks was like completely booked. I couldn't squeeze in three hours to go see a movie. And I said, I said, uh, I didn't see Spectre. Is that going to impact my viewing? You've seen no time to die. He said,
1: no, liar. All, he <laughs> goes
0: all, all you need to know is that Christoph Waltz was Blowfilter or, or whatever. No,
1: the whole relationship yeah. with Leo said oh, yeah, yeah, no. No, 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 I know he goes
0: I mean, he goes he goes nah, no you, you don't really need to uh, know yeah. so, so I go watch No Time to Die and I'm like the fuck is going on? Like who are all these people? And uh I remember texting him like a, like the next day I'm like yeah I definitely so should have seen It turns out I should have seen. So, so then I eventually watched Spectre. I'm like
1: you can't watch it backwards.
0: So so Spoilers for No Time to Die, but when like they wipe out all of Spectre, apparently that was supposed to have like some serious dramatic weight to it, but having not seen Spectre, I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> so um Like it looks like a bad party.
1: So I don't even know how we got on the subject of, of- Uh I don't know, but I, I just rewatched the entire uh, Daniel Craig Oh, oh we're James talking about Batista Dave, yeah. Batista, Dave so. Batista I think he was an Inspector no, I, I He was a bad that. guy You missed that
0: yeah. uh, I thought he was good At Knock at the Cabin I,
1: I really did and I well, thought he, He's a good actor I He think. wasn't bad But um, I wish he had played a. I wish they would give him A different backstory of, <laughs> I know. Like Well that's the That was like The, the most bizarre thing
0: About it Yeah like, He's so heavily tattooed And he's a school teacher He's a school teacher I teach girls basketball I coach girls basketball <laughs> <laughs> Like it's just So bizarre And he was like The nicest guy in the world
1: You know Yeah all right, what's next on the list? God, what is next on the list? Let me look at my giant... What can we talk about here? You know what? I This came from our 90s movies, and I rewatched this again. And I don't know how deep you want to go into this, but I just re-watched for probably the 20th time My Cousin Vinny. Oh, I did that for dinner in a movie last week. Did you? Yeah. Still, every time I watch that movie, I'm like, God, I just... When I and I didn't, didn't even catch this before, it was like they first got into town, and Marissa Tomei is says to Joe Pesci, "She's like, what are you a world fucking traveler?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes,
0: "She's like, you stick out like a sore thumb." And he's like, "What you?" He's like, "Me, you." Yeah, at least I'm wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> so when I do dinner in a movie, I always give a a, a little talk yeah. at the beginning of the film, and to this so group, good. to this group, I I said, you know what really sets this movie apart now. There have been a ton of courtroom dramas and courtroom comedies over the years. Yeah. Now, what sets this movie apart from pretty much not only those type of movies, but also, you know, your standard movie is when you think about it, and I asked this question of the group in reference to my cousin Vinny. I said, Now, if I was to ask you who the antagonist of this story was who would that be there isn't one yeah it's not really because other than the prosecutor but he's but, <laughs> but he's not but he's not he's yeah. not this is a this is one of those rare movies <sighs> it's it's rare because there's no established villain in this drama there's no one like well, i can't wait to see this person get their comeuppance because because the fact of the matter is we're along for the ride with uh William Gambini and Stan Rothenstein. 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 <laughs> and it, it's just, it's such a remarkable film in that sense. Plus, uh, you know, I've talked to several lawyers who say that this is a movie they watched a lot in law school because it, it's really good at not only nailing down courtroom procedure, but also really interesting trial strategy. Yeah, And the, he said, most lawyers will tell you that the only thing that this movie gets wrong and this is a minor quibble, but it's a movie is it appears that this trial happens within like a week right. of that, you know, whereas Not a, like a year later, like a capital murder trial of would uh, would be years. It yeah. would take a few years. Like to, the whole Murdoch thing yeah, in exactly. South Carolina right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So the the other thing that have to you have to go into my cousin Vinny's put yourself back in that time period, 1993, and understand that when you're watching this movie, your what you know about Joe Pesci is is usually <laughs> like a bad guy, you know. So, you know, he was like a, you know, he was in Home Alone, but that <laughs> yeah, same year, Home Alone. Uh, that's <laughs> same year, he was in Goodfellas, you yeah. know. So, an f bomb every ten seconds. Uh, my cousin Vinny, uh, w- a couple years ago, Bill and I did uh, our comedy draft where we drafted our favorite comedies, and that was my Ooh. number one pick. Like, yeah. I, yeah, that like that
1: is the the scene where. Joe Pesci meets them in the prison, and he thinks he's there to like rape him. He's like, "I don't want to fucking be here either, but it's it's either me or you. You're getting fucked one way or the other. It's either me or
0: it's either me or them. You're getting fucked one way
1: or the other." That undertone um, of that scene just.
0: Ah. When, when when they have to make their first phone call and and William Gambini he's like hello ma hello ma me. I'm in Wazoo it's in Beecham County Alabama ma ma not too good ma we've been arrested murder murder ma ma and then you hear Stan going tell me tell me what we think what's going on tell me what I thinks going on uh, we think we're trying to set us up for patsies you know how corrupted is like, yeah the clans here they sleep with their sisters it cuts to the deputy you look at them, well, some of them do it's the it's the like, uh, that is
1: a movie that i can absolutely quote verbatim oh absolutely line for line so I mean, and if for those listening if you have not if you haven't re-watched it in five years put that on it, dear it, god put it's it absolutely
0: on. terrific so it's amazing
1: all right what else you got down going on the list <sighs> i mean everything i've got on my list we're these are old movies um okay well for, like megan okay
0: well let's let's talk about megan real quick because okay. I, I did see
1: megan um
0: and then i'm just gonna ask you real quick did you see the Ant-Man movie? I did. Okay, well, we'll 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 talk about that in a little yeah. bit. So, if,
1: it, if it's come out in the last if it's a good movie that's come out in the last 3 months, I've seen it. Good movie. Um, okay. I mean, well, let me rephrase that. If it's a popular if movie. It's a popular
0: movie. It's, I've, I've seen it. it. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it, so that uh, forgive me. I shouldn't have said that. I, <laughs> all right. It wasn't a good movie. <laughs> when I saw when I saw Tell a, me about Megan. When I saw the trailer for Megan, I remember saying to myself, I saw it in the theater. I don't remember what movie I was watching." And the trailer comes on, and I'm like, "Well,
1: that looks like a movie I'll never watch. Yeah, ever. It looks like Child's Play. Uh, you know, 2023. Yeah, and didn't they
0: just do a Child's Play remake with yeah. the same type of thing—a doll with artificial intelligence? Also, and I said, "Well, this this just looks utterly ridiculous." <laughs> And then it came out on I was surprised at how quickly it came it out on It came
1: out like 3 weeks later. Well,
0: Universal has a policy that all of their movies have a 17-day theatrical window where they're going to they'll stay days. in theaters after 17 days, but they'll also go video on demand on the 17th day. I don't know if they're going to do that with The Fast X, which tough we'll have to talk about that in trailer <laughs> in a second. <laughs> so, you know, I there was a lot of memes about Megan, and there was a lot of, like, people were like, it's, it's kind of an interesting film. So I decided to watch it. And, again, what are we talking, hour and a half long? Yeah, barely. Yeah. If, I mean, if that. Hour not, and a half long with credits. Nothing
1: that needs to stretch your brain power to comprehend.
0: Uh, within the first 15 minutes of the movie, I realized that, oh, this, this movie is really, the subtext of this film is really about, you know, uh, kids' addiction to technology and how parents were... You know, and I'm not I'm not a parent, so you know, but I know from working in the restaurant that I've seen a dynamic shift from 20 years ago, where a kid might just be sitting there, and now all of a sudden the kid has got an iPad or an iPhone, yeah. and they're just they got their head buried in it the whole time, and so I, I kind of saw the parallels of that in this film. As I'm like sort of unpacking that in real time, watching the movie, I'm realizing that I'm I'm really kind of invested in this story, yeah, and
1: by the time we get to the now viral meme dance scene in oh, the film, God, that's that. This this movie has a hard recommend from me to yep. watch, except for that scene. I cannot, I cannot see deal that's, with that that scene. I've probably watched twenty times
0: okay and it has to do with the song that's playing the scat brothers walk the night when that explosion goes off and then you hear that thumping bass line i'm a music guy (laughs) and i was just like i'm into this the little dance and then she does a flip and apparently that young actress, she actually did that. Like really? she was like a, she was like a stunt ballerina type thing. And, and you that, know she's going to do that at the Oscars. Next she Sunday. was not supposed to like, that was like an outtake. Like the director's like, all right, do like a crazy little dance. And then what else can you do? And she does like that, that flip over. And he's like, Oh, can you do that again? Oh, okay. And then grab the the paper cutter knife and then go after the guy. I thought that whole scene was wild. And the only thing that upset me as soon
1: as the guy gets stabbed, the music stops. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> what
0: happened to my, what happened to Scat Brothers the Walk coming out? It was
1: so good. <laughs> I really I mean, I I I honestly like that movie a lot more than I thought I was going so to. So did I. It's a strong recommend for me. Yeah. But um, but
0: but I stress Know what you're going to watch, okay? Like, yeah. This is not highbrow, high art. You know, it's not a think piece. <clears throat> no, it's this a movie is, about a killer doll,
1: and that's what it, that, I think. That's what appeals to the other conspiracy theory, maga side of it is that this is AI essentially. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what happens when you apply a learning software into a doll meant for children, and it it goes past the. Hey, here, here I am to be your friend, like the, t- the old Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's the tape in the belly. No, no, no. This is. I'm going to learn from you, and you can see from her point of view, like what is she experiencing <clears throat> as she's hearing what I'm saying, and it's like seventy eight percent love, twenty yeah. percent, you know, uh which fear. Like, and, and and the reason
0: why I think all that resonated with me is because were there it's so believable now yeah, like we're, we're i've right been there. messing around with the chat gpt just to kind of <sighs> see what it can do and it's nuts like it's wild yeah. like wild like i this is this is a fact okay i've been seeing so many youtube videos about chat gpt and i've been hearing all these stories about it's doing this it's doing that so i said you know what i said you know what let me let me just see what this see what all the fuss is about so mm-hmm. i go to a openai.com slash chat gp sign up for an account there was two tiers there was a free tier and then there was a 20 dollar a month tier and i said you know what i'll pay 20 bucks to see what this Let's can do see what you can do so the very first prompt that it says it's just like the very first thing you ask it to do i said and i quote write a description about the dana buckler show <laughs> i didn't say podcast i didn't say movies it Just wrote that. it wrote three paragraphs so perfectly describing this podcast yeah that i ended up putting that as the description so when everyone listening to this right now go look at this the description on whatever <laughs> podcast app and understand that that chat gpt wrote that and right. i i i added i mean i i reviewed it and i was like this is so scary it probably and, and that did it within a not even a second it, yeah. as soon as i hit enter it said okay and so it means that in a fraction of a section uh, second it crawled the re- web to get all the information it could about my show and oh yeah process that instantly it's fucking
1: skynet and so he, it, it is skynet and i had i had a friend who did the the exact same thing he's like have you heard of this i'm like no, but every, you know, there's all these AI things that just pop up. He's like, watch this. He's like, just speaks into it. and Just says, tell me why we should be concerned about Russia right now. Oh, yeah. And it populated this entire story about them being a, you know, nuclear power and Ukraine and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, but I'm sure that they probably have these canned responses. I'm like, S- you know, ask the exact same thing again. And they do did and it was a different response. And it was a different response. It's, it's constantly, constantly God Almighty. It's constantly. Some of it, it was the same, but was just like, whoa. Okay, um, I want to talk about a couple things.
0: All right, real quick. So, um, next week is the uh, next week is the Oscars. Yes. All right. Uh, so a year ago, just under a year ago, the infamous Oscar slap happened. Yeah last night on Netflix as a <laughs> recording Chris Rock did that was a, so good. did a stand-up live first time Netflix ever did something live it was called it was his first stand-up in a, in a few years and it was called selective outrage now <laughs> I didn't get to watch it live I didn't I, watch it live but either. I watched it this morning and I have to tell you my hat is off to him because <laughs> oh, because the issues that he tackles in this particular special are so present and so relevant and I will not spoil it, but he spends like maybe the last 10 minutes of the show addressing what happened with the Will Smith thing and the way he handles it. I called my friend and I said, did you watch this? And he's like, I said, you know what? Chris Rock is a class act because he, he not only has so much dignity about what happened, but he also he sat on it for a year, sat on it for a year and totally Obliterated Will Smith along the way, and Jada, like, just put them. I I, again, I stress, you have to watch this.
1: But so here's here's the one. Here's the one criticism I have, and and it's a criticism, a one sided criticism. Okay, is that Will Smith also when um, uh, what was the movie? He what was movie he was coming out with recently? Emancipation. Emancipation. When he was doing Emancipation, of course. He's promoting it, and everyone's asking him, like, what's going on with you and Chris? What's going on with you and Chris? And every single one of those episodes, he said, I've reached out to Chris. I've let him know I'm deeply sorry. I, you know, I apologize profusely, and I really want to have a dialogue with him and talk about it. Like, I want to speak one-on-one and, you know, say I'm sorry. And he said that I've reached out multiple times, and he hasn't returned any of my calls. Maybe he has. Maybe he did reach out, maybe he didn't reach out, maybe he maybe that's true. But to go from like completely ignoring him to all of a sudden this But Chris Rock okay he makes, I mean again He, he, makes, he earned it. He, he got he, the shit slapped out of him. He makes,
0: he makes the case as to why he probably will never speak to Will Smith yeah. again. And again, there's there's a part where he's I'm just such a minor spoiler, but there's a part where he says yeah, I got slapped by Will Smith, but I'm not a victim. Yeah. And I'm never gonna be a victim. And I'm not gonna go yeah. on to Oprah or Gail King <laughs> and cry that I'm a victim. And right. I was just like, wow. Yeah, that's you know what? And that's why, you know, this the, the special is entitled Selective Outrage. Like yeah. it was it was brilliant.
1: Yeah. I was rewatching the old because a friend and I were discussing gun control recently, and he's like Cause he's just pro he's pro gun. Like right. I, you know. What we need is more guns, not less. And I'm like I had to send him the clip. I'm like, what we need is what Chris Rock has or what Chris Rock laid out. Yeah. Bullet control. Five thousand dollars a bullet. <laughs> so be like, man, that motherfucker got fifty thousand hey, dollars for he the bullets must have done. Something. <laughs> hey, but,
0: um <laughs> so i like the gun <laughs> control thing we need more guns well there's 400 million when are we going to start seeing the the effects of this <laughs> yeah, that's like if you watch that john Stewart's yeah that's exactly where i'm quoting man. i'm quoting john stewart on that and he's like yeah. well there's 400 million when when are we going to see this curve yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah when does
0: it actually start to work <laughs> um so before i there's one more that i want to talk about uh, uh, uh for a few minutes so uh jason Avengers Infinity War came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay, Even I saw that in the theater. Yep. For a while there, it was the highest grossing movie of all time. Once Avatar got a re-release and was released in China, Avatar ticked back on top of that. And then Marvel enters phase four with movies such as uh, Shang- Shang-Chi, Black Turd Widow. <laughs> Safe to say, and I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when I say this, that the phase four of Marvel... Uh, was, uh, relatively speaking, a disappointment when compared to, say, Phase 3.
1: Yeah, oh, there's now, no debate on that. Now,
0: I, I did hear an argument that a lot of people thought Phase 2 was kind of lackluster, and that is the movies that, that came after Avengers in 2012 and culminated with Avengers Ultron in 2015. You got Thor Dark World. You got, you know, there was, there was some duds in
1: there. But what you had in that was you had the Avengers... In their own specific movies. And you yeah. knew that the track was happening. This just seems like an ambling, rambling. I I have some theories. Okay. Okay. But that
0: being said, the most successful movie of the phase four was the Spider-Man No Way Home movie, which was actually made by Sony, which after I've seen it, I've actually seen that movie like three times. Mm-hmm. And. To me, it's sad that that is the most successful movie out of Phase 4 because it is so dripping in fake nostalgic nonsense well, yeah, of, and fan fansurf- yeah. it service. It literally should be called Spider-Man. Here's the fan service. <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. wrapping it all up. Spider-Man, remember this? Remember when that <laughs> happened? I mean, I made the argument like – Nobody liked those Andrew Garfield movies. Nobody liked them. That's why they stopped making them. Right. Andrew Garfield goes on the screen. And says, hey, He's back. I'm like, what are, what are we doing? It's like when they made a sequel to Tron. Nobody liked Tron. Okay. Okay. Phase four culminates with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yep. A movie that I think you kind of liked or didn't like, or you were like, oh, I gonna... I haven't seen it. So um, I'm, you haven't seen it. I mean,
1: I started it, you know, I mean, it gave it's it seven strange. minutes. It's not bad, but it's not good. Uh, I mean, it, the the only reason to watch it is to see the Chadwick Boseman tribute on the front end of it. Um, Angela Bassett does do a great job. I, it is not an Oscar worthy performance, in my opinion. Um, how she won the Golden Globe for that, and I, I'm not taking anything away from her or that role, it's okay uh, it's not great. Uh, like it's listen, it, it's an okay movie if you but want when to you get s- into the overall premise of it you're like really for our
0: younger listeners out there if you want to see an amazing angela bassett performance watch the movie what's love got to what's do with it do? she won an you academy won it, yeah. award for yeah. it and she is unbelievably amazing in that movie yeah. or uh
1: mission impossible which one was that and she I, takes I, over. I, I lose track of no, those. Not, movies. It wasn't Ghost Protocol. It was um, Rogue Nation.
0: Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. Yeah. Those movies are good. Fantastic. So, and then you have other movies in that, in that phase four the Doctor Strange, the multi universe, mm-hmm. multiverse, and all this stuff. And then, of course, comes the, the, the kickoff of phase five, which is Ant Man and the Wasp, <sighs> Quantum Mania. Now, I, I just got to say this, all right? Something's been bothering me a lot. About the Mar- these these recent Marvel movies, okay? Because as high as I am on my horse when it comes to being against Marvel because of what they've done to contemporary cinema, I go back and watch the first Iron Man. I go back and watch the first Guardians of the Galaxy, or or, or I go back and watch like Captain America: Civil War. Okay, Guardians of Gal- Galaxy is not a good example, but Civil War, even Civil the, War was great. Even I the liked- first Avengers movie, where it culminates with an epic fight in New York City. And then I watch, for no reason whatsoever, except it's an amazing film, I put on The Dark Knight, just, just to put it on. <laughs> I and, saw your tweet about Christopher Nolan films. Oh, that. yeah. So, The Dark Knight, and I'm watching this and I'm going, why does this movie work so much better than anything that Marvel has ever put out? I mean, and that's, I don't think that's up for much debate. Like, no. The Dark Knight is probably the best comic book film ever made. And I realized that it's grounded, what's that word, in reality, <laughs> all right? And so you want to have a four-quadrant film that's going to a- a- appeal to the mass audiences, not just the Marvel fans, but the mass audiences, you need to have some reality. That's why Top Gun Maverick was so well received i say this because when you put a movie out called quantum mania where you're in the quantum realm or whatever it's called about and you're just in a cgi shit show for two hours you're done you're, you're yeah. like like avengers had a fight in new york city infinity war had fights in new york city yeah the dark knight takes place in a real city i'm just okay i'm sorry how, no how, how how was ant-man and quantum mania or whatever how was
1: it you uh, saw it so how was it? It was terrible. Yeah, it looked um, awful. But how's it doing overall? Awful. Four hundred and twenty million dollars worldwide. That's listen, let me tell you something. For a the third third week. Third no no, third film
0: in the series. Yes, but it's tanking. It had a seventy percent drop the first week and then it just had right. another thirty three percent drop from that. But you gotta it's figure one eighty domestic.
1: How much do they spend on that movie though? Three hundred million before marketing? And they're at 420 right now worldwide, and, and it'll probably end up after. I don't think it cracks 500 million because it, it hasn't hit. Um, hasn't hit streaming yet. Yeah, but but
0: it's 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 by all accounts uh. a, a box office disaster well, by Marvel or, standards. By Marvel standards, yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, what did okay? So put this Thor: way. Love and Thunder do uh, well. Thor: Love and Thunder had a bigger opening and then had a huge drop. I mean. The thing is, like, you're going to have your hardcore Marvel fans are going to watch oh, these yeah. movies. They're going to watch them, but they're so convoluted and they're so complicated because they're, they're now they're really going with the source material. Oh, okay. And now, that's, that's, that's the problem.
1: That's the problem. That's where they've lost everything is they're heading in a direction that's unknown. Like before, when you had, what was it? Um, the first Avengers movie, you saw Thanos. Yeah. At the end of it. And you knew he was coming. Uh, so you knew that there was going to be an arc.
0: But they set that up that. with just little this teases is just like, of him. This
1: where, where are we? Who is the overall bad guy? Yeah. What is happening? So I, I, I mean, Black I, Widow, Black Widow, she's dead. Yeah, that movie should have came out. That should have been a phase <laughs> two movie. What are like, we doing? Like, like, like. <sighs> that's why I, that's, that might be the one of the, the only ones I never saw in the theater. Cause I was like, she's dead. Yeah. She's not coming back. They even said it there. She's not coming back. So, she said she wasn't she coming said back. She's not coming back, and then she sued them for releasing the movie
0: video on demand the day, yeah. day and day. And then she, so she's definitely she, not coming back. She ain't coming back for nothing. Um, but that's the thing is, you, you've made your movies so complicated, and it's like, again, I hate using the Dark Knight or Top Gun Maverick as if you want a true crowd pleaser, you have to make a movie that someone who hasn't seen every. You know, right. you, I, like I went into, I went and saw Captain America's Civil War in the theater 2016 when it came out. I hadn't seen all the films. Yeah. I could perfectly understand well, what was going on. Yeah, I could
1: follow it. And I think that's where I think you hit the nail on the head is you have to believe this movie exists outside of the comic book world. Correct. Otherwise, it's not good. I mean, otherwise, you're just. The, no. the Dark Knight, uh, Batman begins. If you. If you knew nothing about Batman and the comics and you saw this, you'd be like, holy shit, what a great idea.
0: My dad, in tw- 2008, my dad, we were talking on the phone. He's like, yeah, so I saw that Batman movie the other day. And he <laughs> never goes to the theater. He's like, well, everybody was talking about it. I said, what you think? He goes... It was great. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. If I called him tomorrow and like, "So, what do you think of the Marvel movies?" He'd be like, "The the what?" <laughs> like he wouldn't. Have, I mean, it's just I understand you're being completely faithful to the source material, and everyone's like, "Oh, the Kang Dynasty." And, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and and it then was I terrible. I went on YouTube and watched like the 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 because people just post the cuts uh, fifty the, the, different the, versions the of the Kang. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, guys. Yeah. I don't know.
1: What's the next one coming out? It's the Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. Guardians of the Galaxy three yeah. comes out. What uh, April, April or May? Or, yeah, yeah, something like that. But I'm not sure after that because I I really just I'm I'm hoping they'll just catch me up. But I want to talk about. I know you want to talk about
0: the Academy Awards because this 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 episode is coming out the Wednesday before, so we're like four yes. days away. So, but before we do that, I hate to be a bandwagon jumper here. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> not right. you. No, I really do. Um, because sometimes you know the fever catches people. Yeah, like uh, I have a feeling where you're going with this. That like where Jeremy Irons says in Batman v Superman, that's how it starts the fever that <laughs> turns good men cruel. <laughs> um, so I'm a video game guy. From time yeah. to time, I'm I not. Knew it. I don't. I do not consider myself to be what we call a quote unquote gamer anymore. Right. I, I certainly was in my teen teen yeah. when I was a teenager and in my twenties and even early thirties. But and I've got an Xbox Series X. You know, I've got one. Don't really have time to play it. Uh, (laughs) might, Might get an hour of Call of Duty in a week if I'm lucky. Yeah. So that being said, I've never had a PlayStation in my life. I'm really not really familiar yeah that's not true actually i did have a ps2 for a brief period of time I love my ps2 um a great spider-man grand theft auto san andreas came out yeah i remember i had a friend of mine who was always desperate for money and i said i'll give you 50 bucks for your playstation 2 and he's like sold <laughs> because i wanted to, money i wanted to play grand theft auto san andreas <laughs> so i think i had that for like six months but i've never like been a dedicated playstation owner okay over the past. The, uh, past 10 years it's I'm well aware that arguably one of the most beloved PlayStation games of all time is is the, called the last of us and I've seen YouTube clips of that game for years I never even heard of
1: it until the HBO series so came out. that's how far apart I am from gaming
0: when when I heard that HBO was Was developing it into a TV series. Got to roll my eyes. Like, oh, here we go, another video game adaptation, and blah blah. Looks like The Walking Dead, and (laughs) and then I forgot for a moment that HBO makes amazing television. That's one of their sticks. (laughs) You count on one of their staples. You know, like they they don't make a lot of shows, but the ones they do make. I'm not talking about HBO Max. I'm talking about HBO. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, wait a second. They have a pretty proven track record. So. The Last of Us comes out. It's been out for a couple of weeks, and it's getting all the the typical praise you would get from the typical YouTube people that will praise everything, yeah. you know. Um, and I'm not. I'm just like, whatever, whatever. And then I start to catch the buzz, a buzz about this episode three, and everyone's like, "You, this is the turning point for this show, where the show becomes amazing." Okay. And I said, "Well, oh, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, You're like, yeah. It's it's deep. It's emotional." And so I. I put on the first episode, and I think the first episode is is good. It's good television. It's good. It's it's nothing that's making me go. I can't wait to watch this whole show. And didn't know anything about the source material. knew nothing about it. Uh, I knew it was about a guy and a teenage girl, and they're traveling. That's that's all yeah. I knew. And like Cormac and, 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 McCarthy's The Road. Yeah, and I kind of <laughs> like kind of th- like I mean, it was like infected people, virus, you right, know, yeah. zombie type thing. So, and I'm not the big Walking Dead guy, so I was like whatever. So I watched the first episode and didn't come back to like it's like two weeks later. I put on the second episode and then I it was, it was it's interesting. It's interesting. And then I put on the third episode. And within 15 minutes of that episode, I was like, wow, this, 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 this is I'm really yeah, I'm hooked. I'm really interested in seeing how this particular arc of this episode ends. This is really interesting. Huh. And by the time that episode is over, I'm like crying. I'm like, this is so I can't believe this And what's also interesting is uh so it's pedro pasquale and and Ooh. bella ramsey i was not familiar with bella ramsey because i was not a game of thrones person but apparently yeah. she was she had she had a, an arc in that series yeah. and when her character is introduced in the first episode i'm not saying bella ramsey is this way but her character oh, right. was yeah. so fucking annoying she plays it that way plays it that way that i'm like i, I i'm not gonna be able to tolerate this yeah now having just watched the eighth episode there's only nine episodes I'm so invested in her and Joel that's the uh, Pedro's character it's arguably one of the best television series I've seen in 20 years I'm so hooked on this show and every episode is different okay there is a narrative that's running through but it's so rich with characters each episode and it's so hyper violent
1: in some scenes but not in gratuitous ways see um, So I have I have purposely not watched it because I'm waiting for that, right. waiting for the first season to be over so I can just binge it. But that's kind of how I felt when you gave me that recommendation to watch Fargo, yeah, the TV series. Yeah. The first season, I'm just like, oh my god, this is I like, I, how have I missed this? This is so friggin' emotionally impactful. Like, so I'm 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 waiting. When that ninth episode hits, let me know because I'm. Well, it be this Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'll, so, be, I'll, I'll be busy on Monday. Then. So, what's interesting is after I watched the first four
0: episodes of the show, I decided to go on YouTube and just mm-hmm. put in the Last of Us playthrough. You know, I'm sure there's people playing that game through. So, I put it on There's like nine hours to play through the game, Ooh. and I said that's really interesting because there's nine episodes that are about an hour long a piece. So, I wonder how true to the game this is going to the the, right. the show is. Oh, it's in Spot some on. cases scene for scene. Really? So, wow. Uh, however, like episode three, this is, I'm keeping this you're super vague. Uh, a character in episode three only has like a three minute scene in the game, but the show decides to give his entire story arc, and that is the episode. Oh, wow. And yeah. it, they do that a couple of times where they deviate from the game. It's like, this character is really interesting. Let's show you his his journey. Yeah. And it's brilliant how they do that. And this, I know we talked about how much we love Pedro Pasquale and the unbearable <laughs> weight of massive talent. This is the He's, best, the best, best I've ever seen. him.
1: Wow. Yeah. It's a strong endorsement. Okay.
0: I don't, Oh, oh I'm sorry. So the playthrough. So once I'm watching it for like two hours and then once it kind of matches up to where I am on the show, I turn it off. You're gonna be like, no, nope. I, I don't want to know. Yeah. I
1: don't want to know how this ends. Well, I luckily I don't know anything about the show, the anything game? about the Good. game. I know nothing about it other than, it's one of those what zombie things. That- well, you know what? I thought that too. Okay. I'm gonna leave it at that. I mean, there is. Look, I don't even want to
0: say anything more. Okay. Just, just you're gonna start watching it on Monday. Okay. Yeah. So good. Uh, before we wrap this
1: up, what we'll, 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 the big five? The big, the big five. Let's do the categories. All right. And let me. I, I kind of wanted to get your opinion too. If you've seen any of these um documentaries, because I started watching a few of them and I was just like, oh my god. Have you watched um? All that breathes. Nope, it's on HBO. It's subtitled, so it's a little difficult okay. to watch, but definitely worth it. Navalny. No. Nope. Um, if you are, are a Democrat or enjoy free speech, definitely watch that. Oh, okay. Right. Um, Checked off both boxes. Yeah, there's a couple others that I still haven't seen. Uh, House made of splinters, Fire of Love, which I'm waiting for it to hit streaming, and All the Beauty in the Bloodshed, but. Directing, okay, go. Uh, we've got the Banshees of Inish Sheeran, Martin, Martin McDonough. McDonough, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, The Fableman, Steven Spielberg, Tar, Todd Field, and Triangle of Sadness, Ruben Ostlund. So we can take Triangle of Sadness out of there. That's gone. This right. yep. Which, which is a. I think Tar is gone too. I, I love Tar. Okay, but for directing, I think we are now in a
0: world where voters. They don't go unanimous anymore. Right. I think they split. So I think we're going to get a different screenplay, director, and best picture. Yep. I, I just genuinely think that's what's going to happen. Um, I think uh, Todd Fields probably gonna get the screenplay for tar. That's where I'm thinking. That's my this is my prediction. All right. So director. Okay. Look, everywhere, <laughs> everything, everywhere, all once seems to have all the momentum in the world after the SAG awards and the WG the the, the WG awards and all, all the awards. It really seems to be like Jamie Lee Curtis just got an award. Kind of all the award. BAFTAs they were, yeah, they were shut out. They were shut out. Well, that was all quiet on the Western front, which yeah. is okay. I, <laughs> it just looks like a video game. I prefer game. the this, Ernest Borgnine yeah, version of it. I mean, like it. I'm sorry, but the CGI does not look good in that yeah. thing. Um, it's um, 1917 instead. It's if I'm a okay everything everywhere all at once either completely runs away with this or Steven Spielberg gets his third best director Oscar Uh, he might be looking for some redemption after well I guess Saving Private Ryan he did he did win for that award he just didn't the best picture didn't he won the best director on that did he I didn't yeah okay so I'm gonna go if I'm forced to pick right now I'd say it's probably gonna go
1: to Spielberg. I would I would say it's going to Spielberg, although I would want it to go to everything, everywhere. Well, see, that's where I think the split is going to be. When you
0: ask me about Best once. Picture,
1: so let's look at actress in a supporting role. Okay, Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chu, The Whale, Carrie Condon, Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, or Stephanie Sue, Everything, Everywhere. All, all right, all here's at my once. bold prediction.
0: Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis is um, going to win the is going to win the Best Supporting Actress award.
1: I am gonna go with Stephanie Sue everything everywhere
0: I, I think I think this is what we're gonna call a legacy Oscar. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I think this is I think it's gonna surprise a lot of people and I think she's gonna because remember
1: she's pretty beloved in that community yes. all right so uh, that's my prediction. All right actress in a leading role okay Michelle Yeoh, everything everywhere. Michelle Williams, the Fablemans. Andrea Riseborough to Leslie Anna de Armas blonde and Kate Blanchett tar. I mean, it's really Kate Blanchett's to lose. Yep, um, I think it's between her and Michelle Yeoh
0: yeah again i'm I'm gonna go michelle Yeoh. i'm I'm gonna go kate blanchett because i've seen tar twice now and she's so extraordinary in that movie yeah it's absolutely extraordinary that's
1: the thing that's that's the problem with her is she's extraordinary in in everything everything she do you know what i was watching today just for the hell of it don't look up (laughs) all right and that's what i was telling we were talking talking about that before you're like that's kate blanchett
0: this time i knew uh by the way can i tell you don't look up uh, on a second viewing Way better movie, and I liked well, it the first
1: time. Yeah, especially now in the mar- the climate work. Yeah, in.
0: I'm like, this movie's <laughs> fucking amazing. That needs it. Should-
1: anyway, okay. So here here's a here's a tough one because um, it's actor in a supporting role. You got Brendan Gleason and Barry Keo, Keo Keen, yeah, Keen, and Banshees of Inishirin. Brian Tyree Henry and Causeway, Judd Hirsch and the Fablemans, which he's was in the movie for six minutes. I was shocked at. Six minutes. And then Kei Hu Kwan and Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's definitely going to Kei I got to give it to him. Yeah, it's definitely going yep. to him. Actor in a leading role. This is a tougher category. This is one. Um, Austin Butler and Elvis, Colin Farrell, Banshees, Brendan Fraser the Whale, Paul Mescal and After Sun, and Bill Nighy and Living. I saw Living um, two days ago. Was, uh, he did great in that, but. I've been hearing a lot about After Sun and I haven't seen it yet. I haven't. That's, that's one I have not seen. Um, But I gotta give it to—I mean, I have to go with Colin Farrell on that. I I gotta go with Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I I love Colin Farrell's role in that. He's so
0: good in that movie.
1: I I almost wish it was the setup of the Golden Globes where it's drama versus musical comedy, right? But just that scene in the movie when Colin Farrell realizes he's not
0: the dumbest guy in the village. (laughs) I mean, I'm not the dumbest guy in the village,
1: Ginny. (laughs) uh, Um. So I'm going Colin Farrell. Yeah. You're going Colin Farrell. Okay. So let's find, because best picture, quite a few in there. There's 10. There's 10. So left out of all of the rest of these, um, Avatar, The Way of Water. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, listen. Not even nominated for Best Picture. It is nominated for
0: Best Picture. I'm sorry, I'm
1: Best Director. No, I Apologies. know, and that's
0: just silly. Yeah, That's just silly. And, and by the way, can I just say Top Gun Maverick? Not nominated for editing or cinematography? Yeah. The, yeah, that's what messed we, up.
1: What are we doing? That's messed up. Um, all Quiet on the Western Front, Bans- Banshees of and Elvis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fableman's Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking, which I am going to watch tomorrow. Okay. Um, Love Sarah Polly.
0: Here's my prediction it's either everything or The Fablements. It's one of those two movies is going to win Best Picture. It's, again, it goes back to the splitting thing. Yeah. Okay. So it, it can't be, be The Fablements.
1: I just can't it, have it be The Fablements. It can
0: be, there can be a three way split between screenplay, director, and Best Picture. So yeah. if we give Tar Screenplay, we give Spielberg director, then we give everything best
1: picture. That is how I think this thing plays out. Here's the thing, though, is if you give Tar best screenplay then you take it away from everything everywhere yeah i know i but think that's, because that's stuff, amazing it's everyone gets a trophy now I, I, everyone I, I, gets I, a participation yeah. medal 10th <laughs> <you know?
0: laughs> place award the day the days of <laughs> uh, titanic winning 11 academy awards yeah. or silence of the lambs winning the big five those days are gone what was the
1: last big sweep we had was it return of the king Dude, that won a hell of a lot of awards yeah like 10 yeah the big sweep um, um yeah, 12 years a slave. Did that?
0: I i don't think that had, um, I don't know if that, the bit, the, yeah, because it's really been la la land. <laughs> I always want to do the <laughs> <What> fade anyway. <laughs> la la land.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll never forget Warren Beatty's face at the, that because he's reading it going, what he's like, What? what? <laughs> la la land, good old fade done away. And the, oh, how awful was it for the La
0: La Land guys to come up? And you he's just like, be like ah, he's like, no, no, it's not me. No, no, move no I it's didn't... you guys. It's you guys. <laughs> it's you guys. Um, what I would like to do sometime, we don't have time now, but I would like to do a show where we discuss over like the past 30 years the Worst Best Picture winners. Oh yeah, I got plenty of those. I'm looking at you, Crash. I'm looking at Green you, English book. Patient. <laughs> look, English Patient. <laughs> oh, the passion. <laughs> so, all right, Jason. Uh, thank you, man. As always, and uh, yeah, good times. We're uh, we're gonna be probably the day after the Oscars, or we're gonna be recording episode eight of 101 movies. <sighs> yeah, uh, that. You better go ahead and pick those. When we only got yeah. Well, well, <laughs> bedazzled if it came out in '99. <laughs> Just remember, I said that. And so, T-O man speaking of that series so on our patreon the first 5 episodes each one 2 hours in length are available 101 movies from the 1990s you have to watch and it looks in like you know, yeah. yeah absolutely and it looks like based on our
1: patreon poll that it's going to be the 2000s I will be, saw our that. Next, be our next series I, originally i was a little bit bummed out i was like i wanted the 70s or the 80s but you know what i started reviewing the movies in the 2000s and i'm like Oh, it's on. Do you remember when I said the 90s was the last great decade of
0: cinema? Yeah. I may have to amend those reports. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the 2000s going, Soft, wait a second. Sophomore year. There was a lot of really yeah. good original. Because remember, the criteria. We should say the criteria for the uh, for the list is yep. um, not no, a remake. Not a remake. Not, not a sequel. Not part of a planned um, yeah, not franchise. Yeah. Okay. Um, it can be a sequel as long as it wasn't part of a planned franchise. For example, Terminator 2 made our list of 101 movies because yeah. the original Terminator ends and it's over. And then they decided down the road to make a sequel. So having yeah. said that, we did put The Matrix
1: on there. And The Matrix was not part of a planned franchise. Yeah. So, And I saw some scenes coming out soon for Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> They filmed, They're really doing it They filmed it The uh, UFC fight yesterday They're
0: really doing it Like I can't believe it They're really doing it They're really remaking Roadhouse With Jill and, and Connor McGregor They're like they, I'm like, I'm like uh, Jeff Goldblum in, in Jurassic Park Son of a bitch they did it. You crazy son of a bitch. Stay, d- stay really? tuned for Dana's rage when that comes out. <laughs> you really did it. You son of a bitch. So <laughs> uh, but so for all the Patreon supporters, there's a link in this episode, show notes, if you want to uh, join the conversation, have some fun. So Jason, thank you as always, my friend. My pleasure. And if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at the Dana Buckler Show. Nope, that's not right. You can do so at Dana Buckler Show. I'm on Twitter at Dana Buckler. You can email myself or Jason, the Dana Buckler Show at gmail.com. So everybody... I hope you enjoy the Oscars. They're coming out uh, four days as of the release of this episode. So uh, if you're listening to this a year from now, I hope you enjoyed the Oscars. So, all right. Everybody talk soon.